Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 88. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code Breaking the Barrier upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. Hey everybody and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Welcome to the fifth time that we tried to start this podcast. Not that you'll see was, any of that through the magic yeah, I was of editing. That. that was just weird. You know, I, I wish I kind of wish I had recorded that for YouTube, but at the same time, we couldn't record that for YouTube because that was part of the technical. That was some funny behind-the-scenes stuff that no one will see as we just got more and more frustrated. And I just only left been, for 10 minutes, apparently, as well. Yeah, well, that was a good time. I mean, look, it's only been 88 episodes. Maybe one day we'll get it right. Yeah, that's when we'll know we can retire, folks. And that's when all the sponsorship bucks will start rolling in as well, because we'll have nailed it. It's like, no, we can't top that. We're out. That's right. Oh, speaking of sponsorship, uh, I did get a couple of emails from some of the listeners. Just so everybody knows, the Breaking the Barrier coupon code at generationucan.com.au wasn't working for some reason. It's now back up and running. So if you are having any any issues, that should be resolved uh, presently. That's awesome to know. And you can also still use the Breaking the Barrier code at Spartan as well for 10% off Spartan races if they're going ahead. What's the catchphrase for that one, Andrew? What? For Spartan races. What do they do to use the Breaking the Barrier code at Spartan? Oh, uh, Breaking the Barrier is the code. I thought it it was more exclusive than that. No, you just use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier for 10% off. You're throwing me off my game here. I don't know what you're asking. What's happening? (laughs) I don't know either. Just fling <laughs> like, it around, folks. If you go to anywhere that has a voucher code, just type in breaking the barrier. Let's see what happens. Maybe, you, maybe you'll get lucky. That's yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll get lucky. That's fun. Um, oh. I think I think the actual uh, uh, slogan of the Spartan races, though, is uh, lift heavy shit. Okay. Not, I think that's what it is. Not above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We've got that no. one. No, that's mine. Good. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we've got a lot of, yeah, a little bit of everything. It's going to be a big sort of kind of uh, COVID-related episode in the sense that uh, Zach and I are going to talk about sort of things either moving ahead or not moving ahead, and that's kind of what we're gearing everything toward today. We're going to obviously catch up with each other about how we're going, but we're going to cover the Melbourne Marathon, uh, the London Marathon, and how they're they are doing their thing. We're going to talk a lot about Park Run because Park Run's starting back up in certain parts of the world again. Not in Victoria. Sorry. Spoiler alert. But uh, that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Unlike the last 20 episodes where we've hardly touched on COVID at all, this might be a COVID-heavy episode because there's been a bit going on. Um, Indeed. But what also has been going on is people in the Breaking the Barrier community on Facebook have been going above and beyond. And so we've got a couple of shout-outs um, to lead off with this week. Absolutely. So who, who talks first? You talk first? Let I want to talk first because I want to talk about Debbie because okay. I was very impressed by Debbie. So She's Debbie crushing had, it. Oh, Debbie had this to say in the Facebook community. Yesterday, I ran Scenic Rim Ultra, a local Queensland Ultra 65 kilometers. It was a very long and very tough day. Somehow, I managed second place. 
I never win anything. Great day out. I'll share some pics from the race. Hope everything is going okay. And she did share some pics of the race, and she shared a very impressive trophy for second place. That thing is cool, right? She she it, backlit it with a green light, I think. No, 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 no. Um, it lights up. It lights up. Oh, it no, lights up. Kidding. It's a trophy that lights up. She won a That's light-off cool. trophy for coming second. What do you get for first? Like a um, Zeppelin? I would, yeah, I would imagine at least like a, a replica of the Starship Enterprise D. Yeah, to scale. Hmm. Yeah, amazing. Well done, Debbie. I mean, firstly, the photos looked great. So jealous that up there in Queensland, you're keeping all us Victorians out and you're able to go run your ultras. Way to really rub it in. Um, Awesome trophy. Amazing job. And and speaking of speaking of ultras, we got Dean, of course. I mean, what would the podcast be without a shout out to Dean? I think starting to feel threatened, Dean. My co-host status is feeling threatened. I feel like uh, I feel like you got some things to worry about because Dean went for just I don't think this was a race. He just went for a 70 kilometer run and he had this to say in the Breaking the Barrier community group. Today, I completed my biggest challenge to date. Just remember, guys, if your heart wants something, your body is more than capable of achieving it. It's your mind you need to convince. Amazing. Dude, that is a meme that is the cover of a book that is like a quote. In a yearbook at the end of year type thing. Exactly. That's like that quote is pretty much what Breaking Barrier is all about. It's like you can do what you want to do. You've just got to go for it. You've got to have that right mindset. Yeah, it was um, great. I think Dean did the 70Ks in about 10 hours, but there was a lot of elevation in there. Um, he had a bunch of friends who were helping him do the loops as well. So I'm pretty sure that was the Berry Street run he spoke about a couple of it, or last episode oh, yeah, when he was on with yeah. us. So yeah. well done, Dean. Glad you could make it. And uh, we'll talk about you later in the episode as well, I think. Absolutely. Um, and and the fi- finally, fi- you go. You sure? You're, you're, you're on. Okay, finally, Vicky had this to say. I finally, after two years of training, got under 26 minutes for my 5K time with a 25 minutes and 43 seconds. Was over the moon as genuinely thought it would never happen. Well done, Vicky. Congratulations on that accomplishment. And also a bit of a lesson there for everyone. Not all goals that you want to get under need to be a round number. We tend to focus yeah. on 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. 26 minutes is just as impressive from wherever you started. Take those little wins along the way. I'm really happy that you managed to hit that milestone. Absolutely. Welcome to the 25-minute club. That's awesome. Um, exactly. Really, really well done. And, you know, it also it also is another thing to, to really take note of is that sometimes these goals take a while like don't don't ever forget everybody that that setting a goal can take a long time it's not just a question of i'm going to hit this in like a month maybe it will but maybe it won't you've got to just keep going for it and eventually you know if it's realistic enough you'll hit it i mean don't don't set your goals too high like if you're running a 45 minute 5k don't try to run a sub 20 minute in two months or anything or you know <laughs> but yeah. after you know after time you'll hit those goals and that's what consistency will do if, if you listen to the last mini episode it's all about consistency 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 yeah and vicky great job i mean not just broke under 26 minutes but got under by 17 seconds it feels like that's, that's always the case where you're knocking on the door knocking on yeah. the door and then all of a sudden boosh, you break through that's, and it. that's great that's it and that 17 seconds in a 5k is huge 
that's a lot. That's, really? that's yeah, that's huge. over 100 meters probably. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really good. So Amazing. well done, Vicky, Dean, and Debbie for sharing in the community. Uh, everyone else, remember, you can jump onto facebook.com and check out Breaking the Barrier podcast. You can check Andrew out on Instagram and Breaking the Barrier on Instagram. And there's also the Facebook community on groups on Facebook, which if you're not part of, why aren't you? Because we talk about a lot of great stuff there, including... Okay some fallout from our episode on Olympic moments in episode 86. Uh, we put up a bit of a poll asking people to vote on what they thought was their favorite Olympic moment that we spoke about. But also um, we found, Andrew and I, we were talking about the lady who got disqualified in the 50K walk. And I completely mm. forgot when I was telling the story that she was Australian. Her name was Jane Seville, and she did oh. it in Sydney, Australia in the 2000 Olympics. And I sent you that footage, and that was a, that was a big deal. So apologies, Jane. I, I didn't remember it because it was probably pretty traumatic and I repressed it. Um, but, yeah, that was a, a massive Olympic moment on the track as well that we didn't yeah, talk well, about. I, I, I guess we would have lost her as a listener after that. Probably, yeah. Obviously, she's listening. And lots of people, when we asked them what was their favourite bit of the Olympics that they missed, just basically recited a whole bunch of Australian stuff. So maybe what we'll need to get people to do is put up their favourite Australian moment and then you and I can go research them. Um, because yeah. like we talked about, every Olympic memory is just amazing. They, should, they could make a film about every single one of them. So there's probably oh, some gold in there that, we've, that we don't know about that we could discover. Absolutely. I'd love to do it. Let's do it. Let's get crazy. So what have you been up to? Let's, uh, let's catch up for a second before we jump into some of the other stuff we've got to talk about. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've, I, it's kind of been, you know, Groundhog Day for me, but in a good way. Like, uh, I'm still, I'm continuing on with my training and my nutrition that I have been. Um, I'm actually uh, at the end of this week. Again, I'm still not running for any longer than 15 minutes a pop, but I am running usually twice a day, six days a week. But at the end of this week, I will hit a 14-day running streak, uh, which I've never done before. Thank you. Um, and I know, you know, it's not, it's not huge running streak but i've never run 14 days in a row before and i think it's kind of cool uh just to just to kind of hit that milestone and it's, it's 14 only, days twice a day that's 14 days twice a day that's right um, that's 28 yeah, days technically and yeah. the only reason that i'm kind of hitting that is because i went for a run on sunday which i don't sunday's normally my day off which is ironic because sunday used to be my long run day um and so i was like Do you know what i could take the day off monday from running but i was like nah I'll just go for my run. I didn't run in – okay, so technically it's 27 runs because I didn't run this morning, but I ran after my uh, my workout. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy about that, and I'm still going with that. I'll probably – I'll start um, a bulk bulking phase a little bit. In, okay, uh, so moving away from the aesthetic toning into something with a bit more size. Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to try to build a little bit more size while keeping my body fat around the same level, which is very tricky to do. Yeah. So right now, I've got about a 41 and a half inch chest uh, and a 32 waist. So I'm going to try to get increase the chest and keep the waist the same and increase the broadness of my shoulders. And because, you know, especially with the Melbourne Superman thing that I do, mm. uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff there. And so I want to kind of see what kind of impressiveness, quote unquote, I can have in some of those suits. Uh, I'm quite happy with how I look in basically spandex now. <laughs> so, so am I. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. You're welcome. Or, or do you mean you're happy with you? No, I'm happy with the way you look. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, sometimes um, so, as yeah. I'm drifting off to sleep, I just bring up your Instagram and just, you know, flick through it quietly. Yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. I mean, I won't, 
I don't. No, you know, I'm, I'm not, not the only that. one. I know, and yeah. I enjoy that. That's great. <laughs> uh, but, can people still vote for you in DC Fandom? Is that still open? Yes, you can still vote for me until the I think the twenty first. Uh, so yep. basically, you just visit my Instagram, the Andrew Lorenzo or Melbourne Superman on Instagram, and ch- click on the link in my bio. Like all those pictures that are in that page, uh, and that's really good. And basically, for those of you who don't know, DC Fandom is basically the twenty four hour sort of convention event that DC is doing in light of uh, lockdown and everything. Um, and it's just a great way to get you know get the fans together, get the cosplayers together. There's, there's going to be some amazing announcements, I think, uh, in terms of... Uh, I'm really hoping for a Man of Steel 2 announcement. Um, obviously, the new Suicide Squad game's coming out. Uh, yeah. The new Batman Gotham Knights game is coming out, and I think Val Kilmer's going to do something, because it's been 25 years since uh, Batman Forever. Yep. But, but yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just... It's it's all, it's all the same thing every day, um, and... Uh, I'm just, I've, I've found my groove, I think, and I've been very lucky to uh, find the workout equipment that I have. Uh, but again, for all those listening, uh, you know, you don't need that workout equipment. Like I'm, I, I've been posting a couple things on Instagram, the Breaking the Barrier podcast and Instagram, some workouts you can do that you don't need weights for. Like the last post I did was a leg circuit. You don't really need weights for it you can your, your legs will go to jelly if you do that circuit with or without weights so yeah um but yeah so that's kind of where i'm at yeah yeah i think you i listened to your mini the other day on the rowing machine and yeah it was just really talking about embracing the routine and you know kind of embracing the rut um because you know a lot of the time the reason why you struggle to make gains is because you don't have that consistent opportunity well we've got nothing else but consistent opportunity right, right now that's right and you'll find that you'll yes you'll plateau a little bit every now and then and but when you plateau that's that's the most important way uh time to stick with it because you're gonna get to a point like zach was saying before if even if it's something like a a run time that you want to get you're gonna plateau but you're gonna get to a point where all of a sudden you wake up and you do it or you wake up and you look different or you're waking up and you're just lifting heavier weights it's the, the plateau it'll happen but if you stick with it that's when the magic happens soon after that as soon as it seems like everything's stopping that's the most important important time to keep going that's good that's awesome that's really inspiring as well yeah the cosplayers and some of those people put in some amazing work on their physiques it's not just a bunch of people making costumes and then dressing up and pretend they are some really impressive physiques on the men and the women yeah yeah dude there's there's a couple people that i follow that i'm just like in awe of like there's this one guy super chris cosplays and uh and he does this um uh he he well he does a superman one but he also does a freaking wolverine one and he put out a picture the other day and oh man dude this guy's tank like i mean he's not huge but he's ripped and you're just like dude this guy i mean if if he was an actor i don't know if he maybe he is you're like dude i could see him in that role Wow, that's awesome. Because they really do. Like, they, like, I've seen some people do Thor, and, like, they just really transform into it. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's not the sort of days where you can get away with a couple of egg cartons super glued onto your stomach and pretend that they're abs. These guys are doing it for real now and, yeah. you know, physically working out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just it makes all the difference in the world. And I, I got to tell you, uh, whether it's a cosplayer that um, is in incredible shape or if they're just, you know, average or below average, quote, unquote, whatever that means to you, 
it's still just really cool to see people putting themselves out there. That's why I love cosplay, the cosplay world. I love that people put themselves out there with something that they love. And it's something that isn't hurting anybody. Mm. It's just, it's good fun. It's innocent fun. Uh, well, you know, some people do post the cosplay that are kind of, you know, rated X kind of thing. But mm. for the most part, it's innocent fun. It's just people wanting other people to feel good about themselves, to see something on Instagram that's positive. That's why I do it. Um, you know, on my world, it's a symbol of hope kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I was trying to find my way to that joke, but you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, you know, and, and the people that I'm meeting are just, they're phenomenal. They're just so nice. They're so nice. They'll reach out to me and message me. And, you know, there, there are some that kind of, that don't cosplay, but are fans of the cosplay that will message and some that like you kind of have to distance yourself from because, you know. Uh, but for the most part, what's that? Groupies? Do you have groupies? I think I might. Really? Other I, than me, I mean. Uh, oh, then no. Okay. All right. Well, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you, you do get messages. And it, it's it's interesting because I have spoken to some of the other cosplayers about that, is that you do get an, uh, messages from people who are a little bit too eager to get to know you. Uh, and you've got to kind of be smart about that. But for the most part, it's just a really cool, it's a really cool community to be a part of. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun. Like, and, and the other part of it is the thing that I'm learning about in, in uh, Lockdown 2.0 is a little bit more about photography. Because obviously I can't mm -hmm. go to photo shoots. I have a few photos that are coming out that a photographer did before this all happened. And I'll slowly trickle those through. But for the most part, I'm photo, uh, f f photographizing. I'm photographing myself. <laughs> photographizing. I'm photographizing myself. I'm a photographizer. Yes. That's right. Uh, that's what it says on my resume. And uh, so I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning a little bit more about my camera and about editing software. I'm my. I'm, I don't have anything fancy, but it's just cool to learn about my camera. Like I took a picture of myself the other day. And I put it on my story and I was wearing a, it wasn't a full on Superman costume. I was just wearing a shirt and I was just testing out some stuff. And I looked at it and I was like, not, not to sound like, uh, like, uh, like arrogant or anything, but I looked at this picture and I was just like, that could be like, if I wasn't wearing a damn Superman shirt, hmm. that, that I would use that as a headshot because right. like, because it's just simple tweaks that I'm learning with well, my just camera. Just Photoshop it out. Like, oh, that's a good point. Maybe I could do that. Bang, 10% of nothing. Dude, it's a real, there you go. It is a really good photo. Like, I love it. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is actually awesome. This is a great photo. Like, I sent it to my agent and I was like, this is a good photo, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> Please tell me that it looks good. It's not just me. Please give me some validation. Well, she sent me an audition brief today. So There we go. That has helped. It must have been that one photo. I think so. It couldn't have been my talent, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's not mine. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's uh, yeah. So that's that's what's going on with me. I'm I'm you know I'm learning new things about my body, my nutrition, my training, uh, pushing myself to new limits. You know, 30k dumbbell shoulder presses. Woo! Yeah, no, that got some um, props on the community. I saw lots of people thinking that's excited. crazy. So excited about that. Um, but yeah, and I'm learning about my camera, and I'm just trying to learn what I can. I've picked a couple of choice things, mostly health related but also can't, uh, photography related. And, you know, I think everybody would do well to do that. Just pick something that you've always wanted to learn or get better at and just do it. Yeah, it's awesome. What, you know, 
we might be out of this thing in a, in a couple months and great if we are, but you might never get another chance to have this sort of solitude to learn something new again. Yeah, this dedicated, focused, uninterrupted time to just concentrate. I mean, the the myth of 10,000 hours of practice makes you a master is, is just that. It's it's a myth. But yeah. there is a lot to be said for some hyper-specialization and focus. Um, oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. What are you, what are you doing, man? What's, uh, what's um, doing? I took today off work, um, yeah. so I decided not to go to work today. I just needed... Uh, basically just a mental health break, I think is what I needed. It was just getting really, really tough at work. So I wasn't sick today. I didn't have anything to do. I literally had nothing to do. Like I had to find stuff to do because I was kind of bored after a while, walking around the house, sticking my head into rooms, asking people what they were up to. And they're like, we have stuff to do today. We didn't take today off. I'm like you, we've got school and work and stuff. So could you just go do something else? So I ended up going for a run and doing some cooking and stuff like that. But it was just, I just needed to have a weekend where I wasn't thinking like, you know, you spend Saturday unwind winding from work and then you said sun sunday winding up for work again i just needed to get away from that and um yeah there's been a massive push at my work over the last couple of weeks just about um the stress of what we're going through and the fact that we were in lockdown and then we're out of lockdown and then we're back in lockdown even more so than beforehand and we've spoken to a whole bunch of people at work and like well-being and helping people understand the stress of the workload is the number one thing they want to talk about and we just had a really good chat with my leadership group about um, we have to practice what we preach. Like you sometimes, you know, someone comes to you and you sort of say to them, oh, listen, you need to take some time off. You need to take a break. You need to realize this isn't important. It'll be there when you get back to it. And none of us were doing it ourselves. So a whole bunch of us have actually taken some time off over the last week or so. And we'll probably go to a situation where we're taking a day off at least every three weeks or four weeks just going forward. Um, because it's the number one thing is that even though we can't travel anywhere and even though we can't go anywhere and holidays are not really the same, just being able to disconnect from work and those days of being locked in a room um it's just really important right now so yeah it's that was that was what i did today and i really enjoyed it i had largely a screen-free day so i sat down and just read a couple of books um you know kept off um the computer as much as possible kept off the phone as much as possible got outside um i mean during the week i very rarely go outside during daylight hours i'm kind of like i go for my run first thing in the morning and then i'm inside just working the whole time so actually going outside in daylight was unique for me. Ah, man, I'm, I'm the same way, like probably at least once a day, because obviously, as you know, I've been running on my treadmill a lot, but yeah. at least because my backyard where it is, the location of it, it has some really good sunlight come through at certain times of the day. So every, I try every day to just go outside for like five or 10 minutes, soak up the sun. Um, because yeah, man, you just need that. And I, yeah. I kind of feel bad now that I've asked you to do this podcast where you are now <laughs> no. locked up in a room in front of a computer. Well, I thought about doing it outside, but it was going to get a little bit too cold. So I decided not to do that. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of what I really enjoyed that. And for me, that was a real reminder that it doesn't matter whether or not you're an individual or you're someone with a family or whatever you're dealing with, you know, everyone's going through a bit of stress right now. And, and as someone who in, you know, in my role at work, I'm quote unquote paid to handle the stress for others. Like part of my job is to make problems go away. It just had reached a point where I couldn't make the problem going away. And, and all last week, I was just feeling very unproductive. I was feeling like I wasn't putting my best self forward. And so I really needed this day off today just to kind of reset and, and reground and work out what was it that I wanted to do before I go back to work. Because yeah, I wasn't being very constructive. I think I, I, I was still being effective and I was still getting the job done, but I just wasn't enjoying it. I just needed a break. So, yeah. you know, for, forgiveness, forgive yourself and take a bit of time out was the tip I took from that. Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, because, you know, going back to what you said about, 
you know, holidays and stuff uh, sort of being on uh, put on hold, I think that there's a lot of, I, I mean, there is a lot of people absolutely that can't do those holidays. And instead of going on those holidays, they're filling that time up with work that they wouldn't yeah. have otherwise done. And so it's going to be really important to take that time off and to really recognize that we have to just deactivate from yeah. uh, stress and work and all that. Uh, you know, at least you're right. If only a day, a day, you know, yeah. a day can make all the difference in the world every uh, every few weeks. If you can take longer than that, take longer than that. But it, it it's absolutely it's absolutely necessary. I, I mean, I've I've obviously I work from home in terms of my acting and mm. uh, my admin and, and breaking the barrier and now three podcasts that I'm part of. Um, and, you know, the other day I had a chat with the boys uh, for, for Impulse and I said, guys, we have been at this for 24 hours a day, seven days a week in each other's ears for the past like year and a half, almost yeah. two years. Let's take a break, man. And I said, and we just decided to take about a week off from Impulse. We'll still post and everything, but we'll just regroup because I was like, guys, we're going to like burn ourselves out and yeah. start hating each other if we don't take, because yes, this is fun, but it is work. Um, yes. And we don't have anything else to break that up other than having the uh, for, uh, the 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 good sense to break it up and just realizing when there's a problem because a lot of people will get to that point not realizing that there's a problem they'll pass that point and then it's too late and they burn themselves out yeah and sometimes the the most courageous thing or bravest thing you can do is just actually call it and it wasn't me who even called it in my leadership team it was a peer of mine who turned around and said listen um, i realize it's short notice but this stage four coming in has just really hit me hard um, i'm mm -hmm. taking off like you know i'll be here tomorrow but then i'm taking off the day after that and sure. then she sort of took the time off and then came back and said i just needed it you know it's you know she, she lives by herself so she was like i was really feeling it from an isolation perspective and then someone else was saying oh well i'm really feeling it because i've got the two kids at home and it's just everyone's feeling it now. No one is immune from this. Um, and so we've got a lot of people who had been saving up a whole bunch of leave um, waiting to go away and travel. Well, that's not happening. But I think what we're trying to show is that you can still get some value out of just disconnecting um, even for 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that so that's of, a really important thing. So, of course, with a day off, what else would I do but enter a race? So I entered a race. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So what's that about? What, what are you doing there? So my, one of my favorite races uh, of the calendar is the Bright Running, Bright Running Festival. So da yeah. Dean and I talked about it on episode uh, 87. Um, and that's the one that Daryl and I have gone to a couple of times as well. Daryl, the star of episode 77, when we did the Brimbank uh, 50 together. And so the guy running that has gone, well, I can't run a real event, so I'm going to run a virtual event. And I know I poo-pooed virtual events a couple of episodes ago, uh, but this one was just too good to pass up. Um, so he's going to let you run the 25 the 50 or the 100 virtually uh, over two weeks which for us in stage four lockdown would be 10 days of 10 kilometers a day or nine days of 11 kilometers a day or something like that something staying within our hour um, and it's pretty good value for 45 bucks he'll send you a hat he'll send you a couple of buffs he'll send you a medal because he's got all these medals that he got and now he can't use so you might as well try and give them to some people for a virtual run um, is that still open yeah, yeah, you can still enter. Maybe he only I'll just announced it. it the other day. Yeah, you should. Yeah, send me the link. I want. I think I might do it. Well, he does a fifty for twenty bucks. So if you want to do the the hundred, it's forty five bucks, but you get a hat and two buffs. If you just yeah. do the twenty, you get you get a buff and a medal um, delivered, which is pretty good value. 
that's awesome. Send me the link, yeah. dude. I'll do it. And, and especially, you know, it's a great cause. And we'll put the link in the show notes because that's going to keep that's going to keep him going. Well, yeah, um, I think we'll talk about it in a second uh, when we get yeah. to Melbourne, exactly how run directors are approaching these races and stuff. Um, but anything we can do to support Richard up in Bright, I'm all for. So I'll, I'll send that through. And so it actually motivated me last week to get off my butt and do one of your favorite exercises. I did some yassos on a Wednesday. I love yassos, dude. I didn't love yassos after them. No, they're hard um, as hell. They're really hard. Yeah. yeah. I did a, a 5K warm up and then I went and did four 800s and I have not done speed work for about three months and I oh, felt it so bad. But at a 3.30 pace, that's pretty good. Well, yeah, I, I jumped on one of those calculators which said, what's your marathon time and therefore you should do your yassos at this pace and it said about that. So yeah. um, I managed to get to it. But normally I think when I was at the track a couple of months ago, I would have done six 800s, eight 800s and felt pretty okay. I yeah. did four and I was toast. I was absolutely yeah. smoked. I could not believe how unfit i felt uh compared to what i have been doing a few months ago it was tough See, work y- yassos will do that to you either way because like i said uh on the last episode um y- uh, or two episodes ago yeah yassos basically you want to work your way up to 10 and if you can oh. keep yeah you keep that pace so if you're running a 330 800 meter you're doing that 10 times theoretically that's going to translate into your marathon so you want to run three minutes, 30 seconds, 10 times, and you'll theoretically run a three hour, 30 minute marathon. But that is, yeah, it's a tough workout. That was so hard. I'm going to try and add one Yasso a week going forward. Mm. So four or five and try and, yeah, so six weeks from now, hopefully I should be at 10. And I'm hoping if I do it that way, I'll be able to hold the pace at 3.30. But I I was hanging on to that final 3.30 on that fourth one, kind of like Stallone in Cliffhanger, where he's got like the little pinky over the edge of the cliff. I was doing, it was so hard. Yeah. It's yeah, man. Those are I remember the last ones that I did before Mel uh, before Melbourne last year, and I mean I was in aside from my knee, I was in probably three forty five, three fifty marathon pace. So I was running three forty to three fifty Yasso, and uh, man, they kicked my yeah. ass. Yeah. But my coach was such a jerk. He he's like he's like do a three mile warm up. Do your yassos, then like a three mile cool down, and I'm just like a five k warm up. So yeah. I'm just like, oh man, I hate you, and I hate everything that you stand for. Well, I had to work that into my you know coat stage Hour. four COVID restriction. Yeah. So I did my five k warm up, and then I went there and did it as, as hard as possible. And then yeah. yeah, I was just glad that I got through it without my adductor or my glutes or anything playing up because you know it's been about six weeks now since I last had that adductor problem, and I think it's yeah. all good. So. Yeah. You picked a hell of a workout to do your first speed workout in a while. Well, yeah, I, did, I didn't want to do 300s or anything like that. So I just went to the local oval and cut some laps. And yeah, it was tough, but it felt good. You know, nice. it felt good being able to say that I did it. Um, just now that I've put it on the podcast, I have to do it again, I guess. Indeed. And you have <laughs> to do one more every week. Yeah, so that's yeah. out there now. Mm. Good luck to you. So something else that's been happening, which I might need luck with, um, I went on social media last week, oh, Andrew. man, I saw that. <laughs> you might have noticed. <laughs> you have a set. Man, You you that was a mind-blowingly ballsy thing that you posted, and I'm. it was just great. The Go above and beyond what you, what you ever thought possible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I decided to, um, for those of you, like, oh, I don't know, I'll, I'll tell the story and then you add some exaggeration. Uh, and if I get dragged out of this room because there's a big group of people with flaming torches and pitchforks, you'll know what it's about. Um, so I'm, I'm a member, we're both a member of a closed Facebook group called Victorian Ultra Runners or VUR. 
which are a good bunch of guys and you see them at a whole bunch of the events and that sort of stuff. And, and a lot of them during this COVID crisis have been doing things like um, posting photos of them doing real backyard ultras, like people running marathons in their backyard uh, or ultra marathons in their backyard. And they've got this whole thing about, I think, John, who organizes the group, they're at day 127 of a run streak now, where a whole bunch of people have been getting out and doing at least three Ks a week for 127, three Ks a day for at least 127 days. Um, and lots of other people post a whole bunch of different challenges. And so I thought, all right, cool, long time lurker. I might post something in this. <laughs> all good ideas start with, uh, all bad ideas start with good intentions, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to post something which I called the COVID closest to the pin challenge. And the whole idea was we get an hour a day to run now. I took my seven days worth of running for the preceding seven days. And I said, oh, look, here's what I managed to do in seven days. I ran 75.4 kilometers, um, but it took me seven hours and four seconds. Um, so my total for the week was seven hours and four seconds of running. So I propose that we all try and run as close to seven hours as we can. But for every second you go over, you lose 200 meters. So my 75.4 actually turned into 74.6 because I was four seconds over. Um, that means I lost 800 meters off my total. Innocent post. Let's get a whole bunch of people putting together. Little bit of a humble yeah. brag there. Look at me. I ran 75 Ks in a week. Um, but also just a little bit of like, I knew there's better runners out there and straight away someone came back and said, well, I did 86 kilometers. So I knew that I, there would be someone who would do better. But that was my idea of coming up with a little challenge um, to contribute to the group. And I posted a screenshot of my seven individual runs. Oops. And that's what made the uh, some members of the group lose it. And yeah. maybe you want to take over the story at this point yeah. and see what you saw. Okay. So I saw this post uh, when Zach posted it. And I, I didn't I, I admit I didn't get it at first. I was like, what the hell is he? What, what is this? What does he mean? And then I looked at the times and I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And then so just some. The, okay. <laughs> These so, look okay. I'm all about following the rules, right? Like we got to stick to the hour, but some of these people are like really high horse. Like a minute. Look, I don't think a minute's gonna freaking some kill you. Some of my it's, times were over an hour. That's the long and the short of it. Yeah, I had, exactly. I had one of my times was an hour, one minutes and forty seconds. The, the, yeah, that was the longest over an hour that you went. I think yeah. that's pretty harmless. Like I get we need to set the example, but there were people saying stuff like. I'm not sure I agree with what you're doing. Um, you've broken the rules. Others, uh, somebody else said, um, I, I I agree with that you've broken the rules. Maybe your intention's not bad, but you have broken the law. And it's like, like okay, fair, but calm. And then other people are like chiming in, gee, leave the guy alone. He's a couple minutes over. Like, I can guarantee no one's dying. Um, you know, and, and then somebody else put, you know, a minute over is very different from like a two-hour bike ride, which I've seen people doing. Yes, we'll talk about that. Um, I think. Look, I, it's uh, changed my running this week, Andrew. I'll be honest. I would, I've been so would, paranoid about going over an hour this week. I've done a whole bunch of fifty-nine minutes and forty-five seconds. But well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing laps up and down my street now, rather than taking yeah. it, running, rather than risking a detour. Yeah, and it's just it's very it's a dangerous thing because I'm now seeing people take to Facebook and say yes, that's I'm a big conversation. On, yeah, I, I've seen people on Strava breaking the rules, and I'm seeing people comment, "Oh, what are their names? 
we want names. And I'm like, well, how? Hang on. Stop posting this shit because now all of a sudden you're going to start posting names and you're going to name shame people and you're going to breed this really dangerous environment yes. where we, we it's just something that we don't need. Like we don't need – you don't – first of all, don't post anybody's name on social media. It's It's not cool. Like if they're breaking the law, if they're really breaking the law and you're that concerned about it, call somebody that – will be able to handle it. Call the authorities, but don't be name-shaming people because you're going to create animosity. And I tell you what, I wouldn't put it past certain people to really do some negative shit. Mm. Um, well, and- I mean, there's there's been a whole bunch of reports about influencers online, like people who are Instagram influencers who have a whole yeah. bunch of followers going out there and, you know, doing workouts with friends in gyms that they shouldn't be doing or signing up for challenges where they have to do a certain amount of kilometers and they're going out multiple times a day or or blatantly doing two hour walks, two and a half hour walks or bike rides. Like there absolutely are some people who are, you know, totally way going over the limit. We're not talking about, you know, a minute here or a minute there. Um, We're talking about, you know, blatant rule breaking. And this is one of the threads you and I saw the other day was, yeah, someone saying, hey, what should we do about this person? Should we report them? A lot of people were just like, hey, if it's in your Strava feed and it's bothering you, just don't follow them. That's probably the easiest thing to do. That's the easiest thing to do. And it's going to create less animosity. If you want to report them, report them. Don't tell anybody their names. But, you know, it's just... uh... Um, oh man, I was going to say something and now I just, I've lost it because I'm so angry, but <laughs> there's just, because uh, someone said to the, me, oh, you've just willingly broken the law this week and now yeah. posted it on a closed Facebook group where the police could find you. Don't think they're not lurking. Now, first of all, I didn't willingly break the law. I'm a bloody stupid rare, rubbish estimator. And so I mistimed yeah. my runs. Like half yeah. the time I was late is because I got held up by traffic lights. It's not that and, I was and, out and, there deliberately. I just can't time. Guess what, Facebook freaking warrior? Let me see exactly what you do every day. And if you're not breaking any rules, then, then, and only then will I allow you to touch on my life. Like, oh, I you... found the one Facebook thread, Andrew, where no one makes any mistakes. So I was unlucky with that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. It's like, exactly. Um, you know, he who is without sin can cast the first, you know, stone. Mm-hmm. Um, just could build a book around that. That's good. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Um, but just like, do you really have nothing better to do? And again, I can't stress this enough. People don't have anything better to do. No, like, I'm like, yes, let's, let's follow the rules. Like keep it under the hour. Like Zach slap on the wrist, bad boy. You know what you did, but it's not the end of the world. It's a minute, right? End of the world. Like you had a good intention to help people get healthy. And, you know, it's just, yo, people, like, just, if that's all you're going to do is complain, go to confession or get a dog. I don't know why I'm going religious in this podcast. Why can can put the poor dog through this? I don't know, because, like, get somebody that you can talk to other than Facebook. Like, I mean, if you were going a half hour over the hour, I'd be like, yo, Zach, like, we should probably... Yeah, let's have a, a an interruption here, but <laughs> like a minute, I don't think. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm having, I, 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 and I'll tell you, I did it one time this week. One time, I went over by eight seconds. Um, so I ran an hour and eight seconds, and I felt horrible. I walked back in um, and said to my wife, "Well, I can't post that this week." Um, there goes Better that. Not. Better well, not. Better not. You're just yeah. smoking about it. 
And now, yeah. now you've just incriminated the podcast. So I guess that makes. I mean, I'm a repeat offender now. This is oh yeah, good. Maybe I could blame you, and I could be the patsy. Great. Yeah. Well, you're the producer. You're the one who has all the ideas. Yeah, but you edit this thing. No, you don't edit this thing. You just chuck it up there. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> it's al natural. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But people are but posting yeah, man, stuff on Facebook just... all over the place. Like, what was the one we we saw about the masks the other day? Oh, um, yeah. Basically, <laughs> uh, they're saying something about gators not being effective. Yeah, there was. Um, the, they, they did a research. They did a research article on how to test masks. Yeah. So it was like, how are we going to test masks? And so they did a research article where they had grabbed a whole bunch of masks and they tested them to see whether masks were effective or not. Mm. What got drawn from the study was that buffs or gator masks that you kind of like, you know, slick put all the way around your neck and then just pull over your nose and face yeah. aren't effective. In fact, the study or the headlines suggested that they were worse than wearing no mask at all. The whole theory being that when you wear a mask with multiple layers, it gets through one layer but then it hits the other layer and eventually it stops whereas these gator masks or buffs tend to be one layer and what they do is they take large particles and actually spread them into smaller particles and so the way that the research was interpreted was if you wear one of those gator masks you're basically just misting and spraying everywhere right. and that research was shared everywhere for the last week or so what's come out in the last 24 hours or 48 hours that it was completely disproven that's um, right and yeah we people are and and here's the thing with any kind of research with especially covid it's changing rapidly because we don't know we just we're we're, we're constantly sharing it so what i'll say to you everybody is take anything that you read on facebook and social media with a grain of salt like and 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 don't share inform like i really recommend sharing any kind of quote unquote crucial research because you a probably don't you you can't back it up other than the website you're reading and it's just contributing to sharing the wrong stuff and again it's creating animosity because somebody reads that and then they go and see somebody who's running with a gator and all of a sudden yep. you've got some people trash talking and hate mongering i just saw a post in the victorian ultra runners actually funnily enough today oh really this lady said, what do I do? I think it was a lady or a guy, one of them. <laughs> and they were but just like, what do I do? There's more, more than one up, two options there, but yeah, chances yeah. are, yeah. Um, what do I do if somebody, like, I'm running without a mask and they start yelling at me? And I'm just oh, like, really? yeah. And that's probably somebody who hasn't done their research, as in the person yelling. It's yes. probably somebody who hasn't done their research or has read something silly. And it's all of a sudden creating a negative environment. And that shit is going to breed some serious poor decision making i think yeah everyone's under a lot of stress right now and mm -hmm. the the clothes because remember everything that you get through your social media is based on an algorithm so if you click on something they're going to suggest 10 more things that are like that and next thing you know you're going to find yourself in that social media bubble where all you're doing is consuming stuff um, that feeds something that you've already read before so you've got to be really careful about that people mm -hmm. And, it, and, it, and believe it or not, your phone listens to you when you speak. If oh, you speak about yeah. something and you open Facebook and there's an ad about the thing that you were speaking, that's not an accident. It's not coincidence. No. That's 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 the thing that your the microphone picks up certain voice patterns. And if you're talking about stuff like this, you're gonna start seeing those uh, those articles, and you've got to be really careful. I mean, not every article is fake, of course, but just if it's research based, don't share it on facebook yep. because chances are it's uh, yeah you know it's 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 fairy dust you know exactly 
or it's going to be fairy dust within a couple of days, you know? Mm. Um, some people who would have benefited from doing some research before putting something on social media would be the organizers of the Melbourne Marathon. The, oh, here we go. He's made an angry face. The 2020 Melbourne Marathon. Um, so what? The, let me set the scene, Andrew, and then I'll clear out for you. They put a post up last week talking about how they were still assessing um, how the race, the Melbourne Marathon in the middle of October could still go ahead. Um, this is after the point of no return um, for entrance. If you've entered the Melbourne Marathon, you can't withdraw and get your money back. It's it's all kind of sunk costs now. So you're in the you're in the winds of whatever decides to happen there with virtual runs or deferral. The other yeah. thing is, it's only seven weeks away from the date that this run is meant to happen. Um, if you're training for a marathon, like it's too late to start training for a marathon now. Um, and we can't train for a marathon because in Melbourne we're in stage four lockdown and no one's coming to Melbourne anyway because we're in stage four lockdown. What are you doing, Melbourne Marathon run directors? Like this is where the pendulum starts to move from the sympathy we felt for people trying to run events and trying to do the run things to now, I don't know, why Why haven't they just called it? Oh man, I here, here's, what, here's what the website says. In light of the stage four COVID-19 restrictions currently in place for Melbourne metropolitan areas and the continued health concerns regarding coronavirus, we are reviewing plans for the 2020 <laughs> Melbourne Marathon Festival scheduled for Sunday, 4th October. What more do you have to review? I mean, we're not going to be out of The plans are on fire. Car. The plans are in a dumpster fire right now. My, this, they're, it's blowing my mind. Like, yeah. I mean, by the time we're out of this lockdown, this state of emergency, whatever they decide to do with it, whether they decide to write a new law and extend it past the 13th, like you're, you're, you're coming out of this three weeks before the thing when people are tapering. Yes. And you're expecting to what, have a decision then? Like, it is not physically doing? possible for anyone in Melbourne right now to train for this thing unless... No. They are someone who wants to go onto a treadmill for two to three hours a day, which there was an article in the paper the other day where they spoke to a marathon about that, like a really good marathon runner. And he was like, no one wants to do that. Like not no. even the most nutty, hardcore marathon runner wants to sit on a treadmill for three hours. And I tell you what, that's, that's how you get injured. Training yes. for a marathon on the treadmill is how you get injured because it doesn't prepare your body for anything other yeah. than a flat surface that doesn't give at all. It would be um, irresponsible for them to get that many people together and it would be irresponsible for them to let people run a marathon because no one's ready for it right now. Physically, no. we're and, not ready. And like, I get it. You can't refund anything because yeah. if you do, I mean, you've already paid for this stuff, I'm sure. But freaking save the people the overtraining because if you're going to yeah. quote unquote postpone it, tell them now. You so can't cram for a marathon. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what, are you going to postpone it by three months, four months, and all of a sudden you've you've got these people training for this marathon with barely any time after the date to actually recover for, yeah. from all this long-distance running. What the hell, Melbourne Marathon? Plus the logistics of 25,000 people being in the same space right exactly. now just doesn't like, feel possible. very comfortable. No, Not possible. It's just not, like, it's so stupid. It's just, yeah. I don't understand what the what the what the mindset is behind that at all like it's it's just comical it's like are you serious yeah like every, like everyone's like 
you, it's not going to happen, guys. You're going to have to call it. Just call and I, it. And... I just feel bad for the people who go onto the Melbourne Marathon group on Facebook and they're like, what do you think is going to happen? It's like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> what, 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 what? I refer to you Exhibit A, the dumpster fire that has the plans for this year's event in it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, what? Well, Daniel Andrews hasn't said anything. What the hell do you think he's going to... You think he cares about the Melbourne Marathon right now? Yeah. No. He's looking at the bigger picture. What do you think yeah. is going to happen? Use your Daniel heads. That Andrews, that's three feet above your ass. Daniel, Daniel Andrews is out there every day praying for rain so that people will stay at home. He's actively yeah, exactly. said that. He's like, oh, damn it. It's a good day today. People are going to go outside and be stupid and we'll be stuck in stage four for another two weeks. Like, he doesn't want that. It's a really hard job for him right now. He hasn't taken a day off in 50 days, um, rocking up and doing a four-hour press conference every day. The every dude day. needs a break. The dude uh, needs to do what I was talking about before and just take a day off and let someone else look after things. God forbid he does that. You know, everybody yeah. hates him right now anyway. I think, you know, I have no grudges against the guy. He's doing the best he can. Like, who could do better? No one. Mm. Uh, because nobody's ever had to. So, yeah. but God forbid he does take a day off or is seen relaxing for a second because, you know, yeah. he's not allowed to because God forbid. Yeah. Anyway. It's not hard to get it right, what Melbourne... Like, so, for instance, London Marathon came out mm. this week and explained very, very clearly what they're doing with their event, which is they're not having it, basically. Um, yeah. The London Marathon will not go ahead for the general public. The London Marathon will run with an elite field only, um, and it's going to be done on a closed course. So mm. they've picked a place in London called King's Park, I believe, and they've come up with a one and a half mile two kilometer loop that of that sucks. course yeah. um and and it will be run just there so they're going to cut i don't know how many loops that would be 26 loops i guess or 20 loops of this course yeah. um, but you're going to see elliot kipchoge run and you're going to see ethiopian kenesia the kelly yep we'll go with that that was actually i think that that's pretty close kenesia Bekeli, yeah because so, i've heard marathon training academy pronounce it and they must be right all right, cool. Well, they'll do that then. Um, so they're going to run against head-to-head -head, um, on a biosecure closed course. So no spectators, no traffic, and then just cutting loops. Could someone get lapped on this? I understand we're talking about a closed That's... field of the best marathoners in the world, but I could mean, someone get I... lapped on a one-and-a-half-K course? You know, it raises a good point because uh, a lap, I mean, really, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the overall picture of marathon a two kilometer lap is not a big no. lap and i think that that's going to really take some mental prowess to to do that and i think we're going to find slower times i think we're going to find that some of these guys sort of back off a little bit and maybe maybe we see somebody get lapped because i think that's a really i mean a marathon is a mentally challenging thing yeah in and of itself and i think with that added on to it with no uh, spectators and no atmosphere. I think mm. I think we're going to see some interesting things. I mean, a two-kilometer lap for these guys. We're talking between six and seven minutes. Mm. It's not probably, in fact, not even that long. Probably between six and six and a half. So, yeah. if someone runs a two-hour five, then someone that's running a two-hour fifteen, ten minutes slower, is going to get lapped. They're going to get lapped. So, yeah, we could absolutely see that happening. Um, 
it's also interesting because although restrictions are slightly different in other places of the world, they were saying that a lot of the really elite runners haven't been able to get their same training in. They haven't been able to get their same um, squads across. So they don't think that we're going to see people suddenly going out there and, you know, challenging the world record. Even no, if you said, well, it's a completely closed course, we're not going to have to worry about so much variability in terms of terrain and, and twists and turns. This is going to be a tight one. They're going to be looping the whole way. I think my prediction is that Bekele wins 207. Yep. Okay. Cool. Based on? Just a gut. I think Elliot Kipchoge probably... Hey, I, I have a feeling... Like, I don't think he's going to go out there and take it easy, but I think he's he's maybe going to go out there and have a little fun. And yeah. I don't know that it's going to be that important for him to win it just because of what he's done in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, not saying that it's not important for him to win it, but I feel like, I don't know, it's just I have a gut feeling that says Kipchoge is not going to win. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see if someone else can sort of come through this training and, and maybe a, a young up-and-comer who isn't as disrupted by everything because he's never had to do it before um, might be able to pop something out. I'll also be interested, of course, to see how many of the athletes are wearing the vapor flies. Are we mm-hmm. saying 85%, 90% of them will be wearing the vapor fly? I reckon yeah. 90%. Yeah, so no, on shoot sense. watch. So that's um that's gonna be October the fourth is the date that that's happening. So yeah, Same I'll check that the out. Melbourne Marathon. It was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it always? Um, I think it might be close. Actually, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I think that's I remember. Rude. Did yeah. Hmm. Now London, for those of you who don't know, of course, is a uh, world major marathon. So yes, it's one of the big, big ones. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, and then probably the last thing we wanted to talk about um, was the return of parkrun. There is very small light at the end of a very long tunnel about what the return to parkrun. But look, over the last two weeks or so, the CEO of parkrun, Tom Williams, has been sharing what the framework is for the return of Parkrun. He's not saying when Parkrun will return, but he's talking about how Parkrun will return. And this is for when Parkrun has to return under a COVID situation. This isn't when quote unquote normal Parkrun returns. When normal Parkrun comes back, it's back to normal Parkrun. But whilst we're operating in a COVID situation, they've given some guidelines on on how that should work. Um, So there's been a whole bunch of articles published and a couple of interviews he's done, um, which I've listened to, the takeaway from this, the thing that I found the most interesting about this entire thing, his dad is an epidemiologist. Okay. Can you imagine that in terms yeah, of wow. a guy who yeah, has to think um, about how he's going to bring back a global phenomenon? Oh, I'll just go ask dad. Dad yeah, might have something to say on this. Yeah. Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, so well, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting because I was having to read through the, the and I have, of course, I, I had to listen to the uh, the podcast of it. Uh, and it's just, it's interesting. It's kind of like all the things that make park run are kind of going to have to just chill out. Like, yeah. like, you know, we all have fun at the, the, the briefings, which are usually 10, 15 minutes long. They want to keep them what under two minutes or under something. Under two minutes is a script now. Uh, they must be under yep. two minutes. Yeah. They're going to back away from park run tourism, which is of course a big deal. It's just, yep. uh, you can't high five anybody, of course. Yep. Um, 
tokens There's, are going to be a problem. Yeah, um, they're going to change the way that they have the barcode scanning. So they're going to say they're going to have a barcode scanner for every 50 competitors now. So yeah. on some of the big events, like, you know, uh, Albert Park here in Melbourne was getting about a 1,000 people. So you're going to need 20 people scanning barcodes. Um, and it is going to be, it feels like whilst we're operating under COVID restrictions, it is going to be um, get in, two-minute briefing on the course. The second the fastest person puts their toe on the line, off they go. And at the end of the race, thank you very much. Here's your token. Get it scanned and then get out of here. Um, yeah. That community spirit of Parkrun is going to be very curtailed um, when it comes back under a COVID situation. Yeah, because we've all got a park. Like, I'll run my park run in however long I run it. But before and after park run, I probably spend just as much time yep. there as I do while I'm running. Because, you know, you're there 10, 15 minutes early. You're talking to everybody. And then when you're done running, you, you stay maybe 10 or 15 minutes, sometimes longer, and just shoot the sh- shoot the breeze with anybody who else is there or, or just wait at the finish line. Or even sometimes go back out on the course and yeah. do a cool down or a second lap or something. Yeah. Nope. That's not going to yep. be chilling. No. So this this framework that they're returning to, I mean, at the point of time that they did it, it didn't apply to New Zealand because New Zealand at the time was cured. And so it applied to all other 21 countries that have parkrun. But in the last week or so, COVID has re-emerged back in New Zealand. So it would be interesting to understand if they then got included in this framework um, going forward. It, listening to Tom Williams, the uh the CEO talk about it. He was he felt sounded very conflicted. It feels like the park run community is right down the middle in terms of what they want to happen right now. Some people are saying this framework is not enough. Other people are saying it's too much. A lot of people are telling them that they want to return to park run, but an awful lot of people are telling them they don't feel safe yet. It feels like all of the surveys they've done, it is right down the middle. It's 50-50 as to whether or not people want it to come back yet. Are they ready for it to come back? Um, if if it, Do they want it back with these sorts of restrictions or would they rather it go away forever until it can come back in a completely quote-unquote normal way? Um, it's, it's very interesting the way that the community is responding because I always assume, oh, it's a whole bunch of crazy runners. All the crazy runners will want to just come back and do it. But then I think about what I was talking about 10 minutes ago. I don't want to go to Melbourne Marathon with 20,000 people right now. No. There's no way I want to go near that. So why would I want to go to my park run in, well, in one of Melbourne's at the time, you know, most infected areas with COVID? Maybe a park run in my local area isn't that safe either, even though it's only 150 people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. And I think... No matter what, I, they'll bring it back. They they will, you know, do it. And while we're restricted in what we can do, I think it's probably a good thing that the park runners are split down the middle because the people who want to go will go. The people who don't won't. And by nature of that, we're going to have smaller park run numbers for a little while. And I think yep. that that's probably a good thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I will go right away. I I don't. Hmm. I pro. I probably won't. Um, I just because I'll, I'll want to see how it goes. I'll feel it out. Uh, I'll support anybody who wants to, but I don't know that I would. Yeah, right I'm away. kind of on the line as well. I'm. I'm. It's, I just. I don't. I don't want to spend my entire life waiting for a vaccine, and I don't yeah. want to rush out there and catch it so I can get it over no, and done with. Exactly. So I don't it's know like, what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's like where do you draw the line and. Um, it's tough. I kind of hope that there's something to this Russian vaccine that <laughs> that's well, been the, spoken about. Yeah, but I mean, it's. Do you really want to trust a vaccine that's been rushed through production? Um, you know, and no. 
yeah so there's that as well so i don't know i don't i don't want to put my life on hold for the next 18 months but at some point you're gonna to have to go well i guess this is it for me this is the risk factor i'm willing to accept i just it's astonishing for me because i reflect what are we now august five months ago i was talking about oh well the safest place i could be right now with a pandemic going on is on a beach in thailand somewhere and that was my mindset is that i was going to go do that well geez i would not even be thinking about that right now i'd be writing off i was really worried about losing my tourist dollars i'd be writing that off right now to to get rid of the risk so yeah. that's that's what i've learned in six months it's crazy big 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 mind shift uh yeah. mindset shift in the, in the past six months with everything uh it's just it's funny going back to our first couple of podcasts when this was all going down i think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago hmm. it's that we just didn't know it was yeah really we didn't know what was coming it was kind of Still, I mean, we still have fun about it. We still have to see the humor and everything, but we were much more jokey joke about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we told we, people to calm down, you know. Yeah. It was, remember, we were all fussing about toilet paper. Remember those days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just unreal. But, yeah. you know, it, I think, I mean, I, I've seen, again, not to throw research out there because, you know, but... I've seen some people say in the government's um, health organizations that we have seen the peak of it. What mm. that means, I don't know. How they can how they can suss that, I don't know. What they base that on, I don't know. But you just hope. You hope. Yeah. You know. The big one for it is still the mystery transmissions. So yeah. the fact that the number of people people are spreading it to less people, but the number of people who are catching it from mystery sources is still way too high. I think. Um, I, look, I still think that there's a little part of the positives that aren't really, because they're getting. I mean, look, in, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but in the states, hospitals are getting X amount of dollars for every positive case and oh. X amount of dollars for every uh, person that dies because of COVID. I guarantee that some of these numbers are being fudged. I don't know if it's that many, but I'm willing to bet that hmm. it, not saying that it's not a big deal, this is a big deal, but I'm willing to bet that there are some numbers that are being fudged for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Hmm. Still, though, take precautions because it is real. <laughs> Wash your hands, one and a half meters, don't go visit people, um, yeah. It is, it is still out there, um, and I just want to go for a long run. God, I can't. I, want to, I just, I want to see my parents. I want to go back yeah. to the states, visit. Is LA. that the first thing you'll do? I think so. As soon as I can, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head back to the states and, and visit my parents because, you know, I, I feel bad for them because this is, and I feel bad for a lot of people in that age bracket because they're in the twilight of their life, mm. their lives. At, you know. I, they're in their 70s. I mean, they're young 70s, right? But you don't want to be spending the last years like this. Alone. Yeah. yeah. In, um, in and I house. certainly don't want them to go through. I, I certainly don't want to not. It's just weird to me in an extreme. The last time I saw them could have been the last time. I don't think yeah. so. But when you start thinking about that, it's just like, oh, that's scary. Yeah. But that's why you start hanging on to the positives, the hope, the groundhog day, the the, the positivity that we can get out of this, yeah. uh, I think is a really important thing to hold on to. That's, an, I think, a, a good tone to finish on. Um, I reckon. The, the S stands for hope. That's right. <laughs> 
So thanks everyone for listening to Andrew and I today on the podcast. I hope you got a little bit out of it. Uh, Remember, check us out on the socials, jump on the community. If there's anything you want to see or hear us talk about, let us know. Um, We're here to serve and protect. That's not our saying, is it? That's someone else's saying. No, I think that's uh, that's the NYPD or something. Okay. Well, good on them too. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think they've been disbanded, so we can take it. (laughs) Done. It's up for... If they they didn't trademark it and they let it lapse, that's fine. We're taking that one. up for grabs awesome <laughs> all right everybody well thank you so much for listening to the breaking the barrier podcast i've been andrew i've been zach and this has been the podcast to help you go above and beyond what you ever thought possible thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time